Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Motown and Coney. I'm back with my main man. What up, though? So, Tommy, I have to ask, are you like me? Did you, you stay up and watch the election returns or did you go to did you go to sleep? Man, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I went to sleep. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm one of those people that stay up to like 1 30, 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> be trying to analyze every little detail. Um, <laughs> I tried for a minute and then once I tried for like a hot minute and then I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. I can't make it. <laughs> yeah, because they, <laughs> they didn't declare, I don't think they officially declared uh, Gretch, Big Gretch for, for Michigan to like 1 30 in the morning. I'm like, what the hell is taking so long? <laughs> Exactly, man. I, you know what? I want. You know what? Now that this is all over, I just wanted to say that I thought Tudor Dixon was terrible. Like, <laughs> where the hell did she come from? Um, uh, one of one of people Donald Trump found one of the Donald Trump people. Uh, Donald Trump did not have a good day yesterday. <laughs> no, um, he had a horrible day yesterday, which was great for me. Yeah. So. Uh, Elby, did you catch the Valenti show yesterday? No, I didn't get a chance to. It, it was interesting because he basically was giving people different proposals about what the Lions should do with Jared Goff. And <laughs> so. <laughs> now, I definitely got it. Now you're going to make me try to catch it on YouTube now to see if I can catch it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was funny, though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And this is how you know you're a Lions fan when you're already trying to see who's going to be available in the draft, what spot the Lions possibly could be picking at, and it's only November. <laughs> that That's horrible because I've been doing that right now so far. I'm like, ooh, where can we go from here? And then something in the back of my mind is telling me like, hey, if the Lions can string together a couple of wins because the division is so awful, Maybe they can actually do something because I'm thinking to myself, like, who the hell is going to make it in the playoffs? Every every division is, like, really flawed. Yeah, because, like, what is, what is it? Tampa Bay is 4-5. and five, They lead the South. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> the NFC West is terrible. Uh, and, hell, the, the Rams lost again. Matthew Stafford's in con- concussion protocol. The... Arizona Cardinals need to just put uh, Cliff Kingsbury out of his mystery and fire him now. Um, the NFC East, I guess we'll get two teams from there. I guess that's the most competitive division, if you want to say that. I mean, the Eagles are still undefeated. Dallas looks like they, they, they could have a horse in the race. So, I don't know, but... The NFC North 
Minnesota's probably going to win it. I don't see them making any noise in the playoffs. I mean, with them picking up TJ, and then I think they made another move too. Like, that's the Lions. I don't know what the hell they were thinking with that move. That move was so stupid. That was one of the worst moves. But, hey. The only TJ. thing I could think of, if you must really believe in uh, that there's not going to be too much drop off and that tight ends that were behind TJ. Um, that extra second round pick, you have to hit on that. The, I mean, I, I guess so. it felt like his blocking was actually getting better. Like over the years, I think his blocking was getting better. That's why the run game was flourishing. And now you see like, it's not as great as it was. Like the, you could tell the run game kind of fell off going against, uh, Green Bay. But Green Bay is just a shit show, so. Yeah, so wanted to ask you, because um, we got some breaking news since the last time we were recording in the NFL. Um, the Indianapolis Colts fired uh, Frank Wright. I happen to <laughs> like Frank Wright. But I don't think that was the shocking part. The shocking part, and you guys all have heard it by now, they don't hire an interim coach that was already on staff. They don't hire the defensive coordinator <laughs> or the offensive coordinator or, hell, even a quarterback coach. They hire somebody that's probably a little bit more qualified than me and you because he actually played in the league. But he's basically the Matt Millen of coaching hires to me at this point because you pull Jeff Saturday from ESPN to coach a football team. If that's not a slap in the face to all of the <laughs> black coaches out there, I don't know what I don't know how else to describe it. I know that, and that's crazy too. Like when it happened, I was kind of surprised and shocked, but. From what I was told before, um, this wasn't his first time um, actually going in for the coaching job. And I, I think that he made it um, to like the third round of coaching hiring hires um, prior to them picking up the, the new coach that they, what they just released. So I heard that he was actually in the runnings before they really liked uh, Jeff Saturday. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> So, when I first saw it on my phone, I was like, okay, Indianapolis fires Frank Wright. I kind of like Frank Wright as a coach. Um, I think he's an awesome offensive coordinator. Uh, somebody I would like the Lions to, to see if the Lions can make a run at. Mm. See, uh, I think he's overrated. Oh, so you right. think he's – oh, you're – yeah, I think he's overrated. I, I think I think, he got I think the last two years he's hitched himself to sucky quarterbacks and Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Right. I think he got lucky when he um found Folds when he was in Philadelphia. And uh I just think Shoot, with this folks, they both were lucky because he got hot at the right time. It's just <laughs> right. Because like that's like a once in a lifetime thing, like and you were trying to find that chemistry with the Colts. The Colts just, yeah, they just made a lot of shitty decisions. You you bring in one guy and offer him a bunch of money. You get Carson Wentz. He wasn't the answer. He sucked. 
you don't even make the playoffs, and then you bring in Matty Ice in the same situation. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's 10 times worse. So let me ask you this. Who's in the worst quarterback situation right now? The Detroit Lions or the Indianapolis Colts? The Colts, man. Because they sold the farm on this guy, man. And actually, you know what? Like, Jared Goff, if if you think about it like this, with the way the Colts' defense is set up, the run game, um, the offense, they have offensive weapons. It's just the quarterback. If they had Jared Goff, they'd make the playoffs. Like, you got... You had two dead fish back there that just were terrible. <laughs> two dead fish. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell is going on? I didn't, I didn't know that the decline of uh, of Matt Ryan was this bad. Well, like, I always thought really Matt bad. Ryan was overrated. Yeah, he's like, but it's showing so bad this season. I just, I couldn't believe how awful he is. Like he's really bad. It's really bad this season. Him and Matthew Stafford look terrible back there this season. I think Stafford's hurt, though. I think that's part of Stafford's issue. Um, one, I think he's hurt. Um, I don't think his elbow or whatever the situation he had going on uh, with his elbow, I don't. it, it ha- definitely hasn't healed. And then, two, I don't know if they picked up his offense like he – his offensive line is terrible. Yeah, awful. Awful. I was I was trying to put some I was trying to put some thought into to this and I actually was like, what's going on with the Colts? Because everybody knows it feels like I made the worst decision ever in our draft. I picked Jonathan Taylor number one. He's done nothing. So I was trying to figure out like what the hell is going on. So everybody's loading the box and they're playing man to man. I've literally watched Matt Ryan sit back there for six seconds. That's a lot of time for a quarterback. Six seconds in the pocket, still couldn't do anything. Still was horrible. Still threw like balls that just uncatchable or, or interceptions. I was like, what the hell is going on? He has at least three seconds in the pocket. The line's holding up, and he can't do anything. And people are loading the box, and, like, now they're loading the box and blitzing him because he can't do anything. And that's why the Colts are losing these games. But the defense is keeping them in there. So that's why the games are close. Terrible. Yeah, so I don't – the whole Jeff Saturday hiring um, threw me off. Um I think this is still a hiring that they probably, if they were to go this direction, make it in the summer. Because he's going to come in as the interim coach and what? Still have Frank Reich staff. Um, I think you appoint an interim coach. And then if he want to hire Jeff Saturday, let hire him then in the summer and let him bring in his own staff. Um this is the whole situation is a little weird to me, but Jim Ursay is a weird owner to me, so <laughs> he is, though. He really is. Him Not and Jerry Jones are two owners that just irritate the hell out of me. Oh, it feels like they're learning on the job. That's the type of uh, <laughs> and, and you and know. Ursay yeah. is one of those legacy owners. <laughs> Got this from my dad, him, Mark Davis, uh, the the Roonies, 
Although I feel like the Roonies are top five best ownership group in, in all the professional sports. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I can agree with it. But when I say like learning on the job, it feels like every time they try to every time they make a mistake, and they're they're more hands-on owners. Like they want they want input. They feel like they're the coach of the team. And every time like they do something real stupid. So we've seen before, we've seen these owners bring in big time players and throw money at them. And a lot of times those owners, those they don't live up to that expectation like a lot of those players. So look at Ezekiel Elliott when he first came onto the scene. A lot of hype behind him. Had one amazing, great season. Second season was there. I'll Other say that, one and a half. <laughs> yeah, like I'll say one and a half. Yeah, let's give him one and a half. And you threw all that money at him and you let a bunch of good players go and now what's happening? You learn it on the job. They they made back and Dallas made back into this one though because of Pollard. Yeah, but think about think about what they do every time. Now they always run into a situation like this. So you know what they're gonna do. Now they're gonna rely on Pollard. Zeke's gonna be gone soon. And they've done this too with numerous quarter uh, running backs too. What was the other running back they had in Dallas that was really good? And he came after another running back. And once they pay Zeke all that money, now they're not gonna pay Tony Pollard all that money either. So either Tony Pollard is going to leave and Zeke is going to leave. They're going to probably bring somebody else in. So this is a make-or-break season. It feels like everything is good right now, but trust me, if they lose in the, if they lose in the playoffs, so they first had round, the Marco Murray that was really good. That's what it was. It was Demarco. Remember they didn't want to pay. And they had Darren McFadden. Yeah, remember they point. didn't want to pay. Yeah, they didn't want to play Demarco that money, and they let him walk. Mm-hmm. Remember. That's because the the running back they had before was something like how they did Zeke. They threw all that money at him, paid him. He didn't pay off. And then when it came to pay DeMarco Murray, they're like, wait a minute. We just paid this other running back all this money. He didn't live up to the expectations, so we're not going to pay DeMarco Murray. We're going to let him leave. Same thing is going to happen with Tony Pollard. I guarantee. That's what's going to happen. They're going to blow it. And that's the Dallas type of thing to do. Yeah, well, we're getting in the home stretch of the NFL. I still feel like everything's upside down. Aaron Rodgers sucks. (laughs) Green Bay sucks. The Rams, your defending Super Bowl champions, suck. Tom Brady over the hill (laughs) sucks. Uh, Oh, man. Nobody, it's like nobody <laughs> wants to win it. Um, the no, world no, 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 wait, you ain't, fin- you ain't finished. Wait a minute, our homeboy in town, you got the most beautiful wife, sir. She's very talented. She comes to every game to cheer you on, and the fans are booing the shit out of you. And you losing every week, and your arm, I don't know what the hell is going on. Russell, oh, what is did, going on? Did you, you just see he t- him and um, Pete Carroll taking shots at each other? <laughs> um, I would take a shot at him too. It's about um, him wearing a, a wristband with the place or whatever on it. Oh man! Yeah, Russell. I don't. I don't know if it's the altitude or <laughs> 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 bogus. Good, but you suck. Carolina yeah. doesn't have a quarterback. They suck. Cleveland oh. is ordinary. Pittsburgh is on their way to the 
a terrible season. The Jets are competitive. Oh, wait a minute. What about my? I I picked this team. We did like some early picks. I went and listened to one of our old episodes. I was so disappointed that I picked the Raiders because I. <laughs> I'm sure they was going to be decent. The, the, the Lions may win more games than the Raiders at this point. Dude, like, what the fuck is going on with the Raiders? They picked up Devontae Adams. I'm thinking Carr, he's going to really show out. They got a good running back. They picked up a couple of good uh, you, defensive players. You know what happened. And they got worse. You know what happened. What happened? I hate to say it. They hired somebody from the Bill Belichick oh, tree. Yeah, that's probably what happened too. It's cursed. It's yeah, cursed. I'm trying to who's who's the most successful person from the Bill Belichick tree? Oh wow. Maybe Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Thinking about it, Josh McDaniels failure so far. Romeo Cannell was a failure. Um Charlie Weiss failure. Uh, Bill O'Brien seemed like he had something going on for a second in Houston. He probably should have kept his butt at Penn State, but failure. I'm going to tell you the one person that probably would have been successful had the Miami Dolphins kept him, Brian Flores. You know what? You're right about that. I was going to bring Mr. Flores up to... He didn't really have any like horrible seasons dealing with the people that he had. It felt like his team was already set in place to win. It just felt like they were holding him back. Cause yeah. like if you look at you look at Tua now, like Tua is actually not bad, and the Lions had a chance to draft him, so it's kind of like and they drafted Jeff the Okuda. Yeah, kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah, he he was dropping dimes when Miami was here. Yeah, he was dropping straight dimes and running and doing everything. It, it, that's what that's what's crazy to me, right? When we talk about the Detroit Lions, the offense was it's nothing wrong with the offense. Like that's what you want. It's the defense. The defense was terrible. That's what that's what got us into this situation and you make moves on getting rid of offensive players. You're not bringing in nobody from the defense. Like, you're not making trades for anybody on defense. You're not doing anything to make the defense better. But you trade good offensive players. Like, it makes no sense to me. I feel like it's that easy. Yeah, so. I don't know. Well, it sucks just me and a Lion fan because I just feel like. The NFL draft is our Super Bowl every year. You know what? I'm glad I didn't ask you. Uh, a, a buddy of mine was saying that um, he's getting him and some other friends, and um, they were going to go on a road trip to Chicago, and they're going to hang out on Saturday and then go to the game on Sunday. Like it was going to be a, a whole big pack of Lions fans and. And I was like, oh, Ronnie probably doesn't want to partake in that thrashing that might happen after Fields just ran for fucking a million yards. Yeah, 178. Uh, yeah, and Another I'm like, person we <laughs> Yeah, you're right. We could have had him, too. Although I'm happy with Sewell. Uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, but the way I look at it, 
He's going to fucking carve our ass up because we can't stop the running quarter. A running quarterback is like our kryptonite. So, yeah. He runs a lot. I just feel like that's that's going to be nothing but a disaster for us. Yeah, well, so we'll see. I have hope. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to. Soldier Field, is, it's going to be cold. It's Soldier Field. Soldier Field. <laughs> yeah, that. No, you just said like, yeah, it is Soldier Field. Gets mighty chilly there. Mighty, mighty chilly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the, the cool part about Soldier Field is just right by the the um, aquarium. So, yeah. That, and that, I, that's the way I looked at it. I was like, okay, wait a minute. This can actually be pretty good because we can hang out and, you know, of course, you know, cheer our team on and hope that they don't get the brakes beat off of them. And it's actually a winnable game, too. It's not really like a – it's an up-in-the-air game. None of those teams are really that great to where I'm scared that it might not flip in their favor. Like, it feels like it's a winnable game for the Lions, but at the same time, it's a winnable game for the Bears. So, it it, it sums up to be like a really good game, in my opinion. Yeah, it should be a good game. Um, at this point, though, who the hell knows of what's going to happen in the NFL? Uh, <laughs> but same thing with college. Alabama sitting there with two losses. Clemson getting a break speed out them by Notre Dame. Hell, I know what was the final score like thirty five to fourteen. The game wasn't even that close. Like. <laughs> Yeah, which I didn't understand, and I was so pissed off because all these teams, like, I don't know if the bet, the sports betting people, like, they put you in danger alert zone. They're like, hey, they're gonna possibly lose this game, so they make the they make the spread like really low, and it's like, oh man, they got them only winning by three and a half points. And I'm like, against Notre Dame, like Notre Dame is terrible this season. I don't seen them play. Like they had a couple of decent victories against teams that I felt was overrated. But when you said Clemson, I'm like, come on now. Clemson's been a, been throwing up some points and defense has been eh. But it's against Notre Dame. Notre Dame offense has really done it's been sporadic. And they beat the shit out of Clemson. Like that that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like the sports world at this point is upside down. Even looking at the NBA, the Warriors are under 500. Brooklyn has self-imploded. The Utah Jazz have a better record than Minnesota. I told you I didn't like the the Rudy Gobert trade. I I am feeling like I'm, I'm being proven right so far on that one. You know what? You are. And you know what's been terrible for, for Golden State and for the, for the NBA, in my opinion, has been really bad. And what I really love about some of the teams that are transitioning over to playing simple and simple and, and really just using your brain type basketball. Shout out to the Utah Jazz. Layups and defense. Mid-range jumpers and defense. That's all they're doing. They're winning games. They're using their heads. That's how you do it. Because oh, you watch the goal. I have some breaking news. Uh-oh. Jock Vaughn has officially been named 
head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Oh yeah, shout out to Jock Vaughn. Uh, Jock Vaughn um, um, played at Kansas, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I hated that team too. They beat us. <laughs> so there you have it. They do not hire <laughs> a Duca. They they hire Jack Mom, which I feel like is the safer safer hire. Right. They would be in, they would be in for a PR nightmare. You already this whole thing, even this, at the beginning of the season, starting with actually starting with last season, it was a nightmare. You had the whole Kyrie Irving COVID thing. Didn't want to um, get vaccinated. He was very opinionated. Then he was seen hanging out without a mask on in different places. And then wind up catching COVID a few times. Then you wind up having Ben Simmons get traded to your team after James Harden gave up. Then he comes, <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't play, and then they don't know exactly what type of injury he had. Then they figured out he did probably have like some type of injury, and he had some type of mystery surgery. Still, it's unspecified. Then he comes in and he sucks this season. Kyrie telling, yelling out him to shoot, shoot, Ben, shoot, shoot for what? <laughs> Kyrie seen the highlight. That brother can't hit the backside of a barn. He airballed a layup. Did you see that? Yeah. He airballed. Then after that, then well, actually, I I skipped over KD at the beginning of the season, wanting to Nash and everybody else fired. Well, he got uh, his. He, well, he kind of got his wish. Yeah, he got his wish. He wanted to be traded. He wanted everybody fired. They told him no. That was part of the drama too, because it's it's been a shitstorm. Then they finally fire Nash. Then when you fire Nash, then Kyrie, he's been opinionated about like certain things, and it's just too much going on in that organization. It's just too much. Yeah. So too ho- much. hopefully, I don't know. We we write the. Seems like everything I used to know about sports has just went out the window this so far. In the all of these seasons. Yeah, I agree with you. It feels like I know nothing about basketball. Hopefully, I can get it right with college basketball. Um, now a game I do want to go to, but I won't be at is the Michigan basketball team playing. Eastern Michigan and Imani Bates. Oh man, that's that'll be a hell of a game. When is that game? That's going to be at the uh, Little Caesars Arena. Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. Oh man, that'll be dope. How much are the tickets for that? Uh, you know what? Let's let's see. Yo, you probably have to slide to that, man. That's a that's a game I actually would like to see. Oh, there are bad, not on vivid seats. Lower They're level thirty three apiece. Whoa. Thirty three apiece, lower level? Wait a minute, uh, I'm gonna have to go check that out. Yeah, I want to check that out. That's gonna be fire. All right, I'm gonna have to go to that. 
Rodney, we might have to we might have to hit that game up. Yeah, it's a nine o'clock tip. That's not too bad. I feel like that game's gonna be on like ESPN or one of those since it's a nine o'clock tip. Might be part of a double header or some sort. Oh yeah, tickets aren't bad. They're like okay. Hey, I'm interested, man. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk off air about going, brother. Yeah, nine o'clock tip. Yeah, I guess so. that's kind of it. Trumps me going to. Uh, to Chicago for the Lions game. <laughs> yeah, you can see Howard to Howard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm will... anxious to see his boys too, man, to see how they play. I, yeah, I've did, seen, you, uh... did you see the um, Purdue-Fort Wayne game? I'm, I'm excited for college basketball. I'm happy Bill Self got finally got suspended. I wish it was for more than four games, but <laughs> oh, Bill Self! I'm eager to see Duke without Coach K. Um, North Carolina still, you know, see if um, Coach Hubert can keep the bus running. Do you feel like? Do you feel like they should still win, even though they don't have a, a Coach K? Yeah, I mean, they they, they got the talent. Yeah, if they win without if they win without Coach K, that says just a lot about the program. Yeah, so like I wonder, anytime you have a legendary coach retire, will it like will it be Notre Dame? after Lou Holtz where they kind of just were like mediocre ho-hum or will it be like Gary Moeller after both Schimbeckler like kind of keep the the thing turning so it'll be mm. interesting to see um, I'm still picking Michigan to win the Big Ten curious to see Michigan State play so badly last year in my opinion curious to see if Tom Izzo has a, a bounce back year. I mean, it's time is, though, man. You, you can't never count Michigan State out, man. In basketball, that is. Excuse me. I don't, I don't. Yeah, you can't never count them out, man. For some reason, it feels like whenever you count Tom Izzo out, he bounces back. His coaching, that shows his greatness in coaching, man. I, I really love the, the job he does with coaching. Helps those guys out big time. Yeah, so on that note, uh, tune in, see if we go to the, the Michigan, Eastern Michigan game. <laughs> right, right. And we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Oh, check Peace. out that King's Disease 3 this Friday. Uh-oh. Uh, Nas and Hitboy just released a track list, 16 song. Check out the new King's Disease. And we'll get out of here on that. All right. Peace.